Welcome into Hanging Out Fantasy. My name is Nick Humphreys. Tonight I'm hanging out with Colin the Mustache Bernier. He's back. <laughs> We're back. He's back. He's got a full beard this time and a mustache. Actually, what? Last time I was calling you Colin the third place. Yeah, I Colin like that name. That was two nicknames ago. Okay. Yeah. So welcome in. Got Colin the third place Bernier here. And it is... Um, I'm not sure if anybody's paying attention to this, but on our little podcast thing, I can label the seasons. So last time it was season one. And for anybody who cares, this is the first episode officially of season two. So welcome in. Very exciting. We don't have uh, a ton to touch on today, but figure we get the ball rolling and kind of shoot yeah. the shit. See yeah. what's new. How's your off season been, Colin? Uh underprepared right now, but oh dude. We're gonna like, we're gonna get on it. I feel like oh, I have not been preparing at all so far. But I feel like um I haven't really missed anything. It's been a long off season and it has. A lot of life going on. Oh Nick yeah. I have a I have a stuff. kid now. Nish, yep. So another that's another one on the way. Another one on the way. That's crazy. Uh, we have what now three kids officially in the league. Uh, Chewy, me. Well, okay, yeah. So and one on the way, four. almost yeah. four. So yeah, big things happening. Um, welcome into our new uh member of the league, Corey. He is a co-manager of tom roth's team now and i don't actually let's see if i can pull up tom ross the pit possums the pit so, possum so Corey is now a co-manager of the pit possums so good for him good for tom uh hopefully hopefully that helps tom in the long run i think it will lake like lake life Corey joining the team we're happy yep. to have I wonder what their plan is. Like, are they going to split duties equally? Is Corey going to sort of like play hands off this season? See how Tom. I think it's going to be a mixture of uh, both. Okay. That That could play well for Tom because sometimes I think he has a tendency to look last minute, which may not be the best. Yep. But I will say about Tom, he, he always motivates his team like so well yep you know he's super motivational he gets in the locker room he's preaching you know he's giving everybody handshakes and stuff he's just real personable as a as a hands-on type of coach and then it's five minutes before kickoff oh shit right (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so we'll see how that goes for them um instead of having 12 managers to go with 12 teams we have 13 managers to go with 12 teams which i like which is cool cool. i think it's a good way to like let more of our friends in the league if they want to join yeah because we can't 12 is a lot yeah i think i think 12 is a good number of teams to have in the league to keep it competitive 14 it gets a little bit hairy like you got to shrink the rosters down and then yep waivers get weird and stuff so technically anyone can 
add a co-manager before draft day, right? Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't at this point, I I there is no difference between their team and any other team with just a single manager. So they're not like paying in more. Um, so I don't know if they're gonna like split the dues or whatever. Hey, however they feel fit. Yeah, exactly. It's on them. So yeah, our, our the app that we use, ESPN Fantasy, allows you to add a second manager. I don't know if you can add a third one to the team. I think we cap it at two. I don't know why you would want to add a third one, but it seems like the app cannot handle that. So we'll we'll say we'll go ahead and cap it at two. I do. Yeah. You see on there, uh, they're doing a countdown. 52 days, 19 hours, 30 minutes right now till draft draft day. That yeah, exactly. So we we officially set our draft day. It is August 27th. That's a Sunday. Currently in the app, it's set for 3 p.m., but that's uh loose time, I'd say. we we can adjust it for whatever's like optimal for everybody to gather. I think it's gonna end up being at my house again. I like yeah. doing it in person. In person is the way to go for sure. Hopefully this time Tom can come in person. I understand he lives out of town, so that's tough sometimes. But if not, yeah, I guess he can send. Don't schedule a date or whatever it was. Yeah, or... yeah. Last year I texted everybody, made sure everybody could make it, and then Tom Roth just decided to go on a date at the exact time. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I don't, I don't blame him. You know. The girls down there in Cincinnati. I can add Yep. So yeah, so our draft is officially set. Um, although we do not have the official order of our draft, and that brings us to another topic. So we got to figure out our draft order competition. Um, okay. Last season we did several events. I mean, you guys will remember it was like go karting, and we drew pictures and all that stuff. And it was fun. was fun. I think it was actually cool. Like you could actually try hard and it mattered. So that yeah. was cool this season. I mean, we said it already. A lot of changes happened for a lot of people in the off season. And I've heard some chirpings that people are a little concerned that we might not, it might not be super easy to get everybody from the league uh, to, to be available on the same weekend between now and our draft in order to do these competitions. So I think, you know, probably tonight, actually, after we record this, I'll have to text everybody to see if they have a good date in mind. But my alternative to all gathering together at one time to do an actual event like we did in the uh, last season, the alternative would be potentially to like create something we could all do from home at our own time, like when it's best for us. Yeah. And so off the top of my head, my ideas would be like something like an actual test, like with uh, questions to be answered. I'll cheat. I'm going to cheat. That's the thing. So like, it's like you either have to trust that everybody uses no phone or computer or whatever, or you just accept that everybody's going to use the phone and computer and still make the test viable and hard enough to like 
I think you if you limit whatever the test is, because I'm just being honest. If I'm on my computer, I'm gonna Google stuff. Right. So well, it's a competition. So we want everybody to, I mean, try. Right. We could definitely. Ideally, we all get together. Oh, you're saying limit time. Right. So if if we have to do this remotely, I think that's the only way to cut out. But how can you trust that everybody does it for only what thirty minutes or something? Well, you set it up. It has to be like a time. I'm sure there's a website we could do that. I guess I could just make myself available for whenever anyone else is available. And I could just like go on a Zoom call and you have to just take the test on a Zoom call with me. I was I was thinking we could just like set it up. I'm sure there's a website where we can do like a questionnaire. That too. Time limit. An official website. The other thing I was thinking is. Uh you set something up that you, and you have to record yourself doing it. And then you just send the video to me as proof. Yeah. And like, like I don't like kind of, I don't know. Like, uh, I have no clue actually. And, and if anyone's listening to this ideas. Yeah. Right. I need ideas. I was, I was bouncing some off of Tyler. The other thing is like, we could just make it random like my idea, one idea was, but this takes the fun of like trying because, you know, it's, we want to just add a little bit of fun to it. And it's like, yeah. Tyler suggested, like, if there was a horse race coming up with 12 horses, we just randomly assign each guy a horse. And uh, at least then it. you have something to watch, but there's no, like, you can't try hard and, and get a better place in that situation. Yeah. But look yeah, at the but draft. whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is what fun. it is at some point. But I mean, if, that's if people like that idea. The other the other thing I was thinking is like everybody sends me a number between one and 100. And then I'll go like to my parents house and I'll ask my mom after I have everybody's number. And I won't tell mm-hmm. her anyone like what anyone picked. Go over there and ask her for her number. And then it's like the closest one to her number gets the first one. selection. Right. And then you could probably even do that like random draw. Right. Or just on. just pick everybody out of a hat. I think that's Which how is, I did it the first years was random. Yeah, like it was. It, that was hats. It was out yeah. of a hat. I think. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, we, I think we need to just figure out if there's like a weekend or it doesn't even have to be that long, but no, I mean, I think depending on what we, what we set up and I floated an idea, it's sort of elaborate. It's going to take a little bit of time to set it up, but it shouldn't actually take like that much time to execute the actual competition. And it'd just be fun. Like it's not super hard stuff, but it's a series of things, you know, you, you got to find the right color and do a puzzle. And is that you sent that in the uh, discord? Right. I did. I sent it out in the Discord. I don't know if people saw it or not, but I'm just I, I'm looking at it now. I need to get my notifications back on. Yeah, that's good. That's a good call. Turn your ESPN app notifications yep. on and turn your Discord notifications on. And uh while you're at it, go ahead and turn your Spotify notifications on for the <laughs> podcast, baby. But uh but yeah, I mean I personally think that any sort of competition just makes it more fun it's like tyler the champ said it last season he said his championship season started 
at the draft order competitions when he downed that six pack to put himself up there at the top of the pack in terms of yeah. points. So that that was fun. Go karting was fun as shit. Yeah, it was all fun. Oh, I mean, I did go karting, six pack race. Um, what else? Did we, we did we a picture picture drawing competition. Yep. We did darts. We didn't. I don't think we did bowling. I think we did darts. Okay. Right. I thought we bowled at one point. Did we? Did we do bowling too? Maybe. I just remember myself getting like a one ninety. So. Uh, very possible. Yeah, that might that might be true. But uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna try to set something up so we all all get together on the same week, you know, weekday or whatever, for an hour or two, have a few beers and knock it out. Yep. And while we're at it, um, maybe uh, get those those two guys that finished tied for last to figure out their actual about that. Yeah. So that's Mike and Chewy. Mike and Chewy agreed to do a half beer mile. Okay. So drink two beers and run two laps around a track. I personally think we don't even need a track. We just two laps around whatever house we're at when they do it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Who cares? As long as they. The principle. Right. It's a principle. As long as they battle it out to determine who got last place and who got 11th place and, and I'll be satisfied. And I think the rest of the league would be too. So, uh, yeah, we got actually sort of on that topic. We got a special, a special message from the champ twister. So the twister. So let me see if I can pull this up and play it for you. This is, uh, from him. In the last couple of days, he sent this voice message. He wants the league to hear it. So here it goes. What up, fellas? It's the Twister here, a.k.a. the defending champ. It's almost that time of year again. Hope everyone is starting to look at some mock drafts and getting ready for the season. Mm-hmm. The trophy is doing well. And I don't plan on handing it over anytime soon. Oh, okay. Shout out to our new co-member, Corey. And shout out to our uh, bitch boys still at the pit, Shuey and Mike. Hope that punishment gets done soon. See you suckers soon. Twister out. Wow. So there you go. Big message from the from our current champion, I the Twister. It. Pretty. Uh, uh, he's been he's been training in the off season. Yeah. He ran the Boston Marathon. He's, oh, that's right. Loaded. Yeah, we got physically and mentally training for this season. So yep. yeah. Uh, I think he's trying to go for for a repeat, you know. Yeah, but it, I mean, come on, I want that but, trophy. I'm going to get that trophy back. It's nice to. I'm going to get that trophy uh, for the first time. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first time. I don't want to talk about last season. We're we're moving forward. Okay. <laughs> Fuck last season. We're moving forward. That's what this is all about. Yep. So. Uh, so what's the date again? Tentatively for the draft, it's August. So the date is locked in Sunday, August 27th is the date of the draft. The time is sort of tentative on that day. And we still need to figure out when we're going to do the draft order competition to determine like the actual order of the draft. So, okay, we'll get all that figured out hopefully this week and get that on the calendar. 
But yeah, I mean, like you said, 52 days until the draft. So not that I mean, less than two months. That'll be here not before you know it. Yeah. I mean, the, the offseason flew by. Yep. And honestly, I've started listening to some other podcasts. I know. Shocking. I listen to more than our own podcast. I know. Yeah. I know. There's some other good ones out there. But yeah, I mean, I'm starting to dabble a little bit, learn everybody's names and the rookies and shit for this season. Yep. You, uh, yeah, I think I have a little uh, leg up because I was so hurt last year that I was picking up these like fringe new guys. Yeah. I got I a mean, lot dude, of names in my head. It helps if you knew guys from last year and like kind of where they let, uh, where they stopped at the end of the season, like where they were at. Yep. It's easier for you to pick it back up now. Like, you know, take a couple notes from last season and help you get ready for this season. So what comparatively to last year, what changes are made like scoring wise and all that? Okay. That's good. Um, yes. So we voted at our banquet and we have a few changes. So we have two rule changes. The first one is the waivers. The waivers are changing. Uh, last season, the waiver order reset each week to the reverse order of the standings. Yep. Um, so hopefully that's sort of self-explanatory. This season, we've changed it um, after a little bit of debate. And so now it is going to be uh, you move to the last after you claim. It, and it never resets. So if you claim somebody on waivers, you automatically get bumped to the bottom of the waiver order. Okay. So hypothetically, someone could just sit there and not claim. Right. That's now there's an advantage to not claiming waivers for like a week or two weeks because you can move up in the order. And then like later in the season, perhaps you've waited a few weeks. And now it's like an important time for you to get somebody off of waivers. You got an injury or something. Now you're at that first pick. And but so, everyone has the option to still get someone off waivers, right? right. It's If you're in yeah. first you, and you don't pick, then it goes to number two. Correct. So you still are going to want to pick if. So it's it's different strategy for sure, because you don't know if someone else, like, let's say I'm number four in the waiver order. Well, I don't know if the number one, two, and three guys are claiming anybody. Right. No, or who they you could be one because they're not going to do anything. Exactly. So it's like you have to think who's this guy above me going to try to go for or. Well, that's just adds another last, layer. I was, I was just literally putting in like four. Right. Last last year, like at the end of the season, there was like people and I, I was one of them with like, I don't even know, like maybe up in the 90s or like 60s of yeah. of um, moves made. It's going to be a little bit different. I mean, you can still make claims every week, but just know when you make a claim, value you're at the bottom it. of the list. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't, and that's not going to change until everyone else picks and then you can get right up to. So if people aren't active on waivers, you can still get stuff, but I'm assuming people are going to be if, if, waiting. yeah. Like if people aren't picking up on waivers, you can't move to the top. Right. So yeah. you could still, each week put in your waiver claim and just hope everyone else is not doing right it. right yeah you can claim like someone every week but it's 
advantageous in a lot of situations to not claim somebody for a week and sort of move up in the list. Right. Cause it, yeah. So if you exercise, so if let's say I'm in position nine of 12 mm-hmm. and I get that, I go right back to 12. Right. Correct. It, it, so you don't want to just be like claiming. You don't want to claim somebody who okay. you're going to end up dropping the next week. Like, like last year we didn't like, I just claimed and dropped people constantly. Me too. This year, you got to think about it just a tiny bit, if nothing else, just a tiny little bit. Cool. So, good so that's the first rule change. I think it's a good one too. Um, the second rule change is we moved the trade deadline. It, it was the last Wednesday of the regular season. It is now going to be the second to last Wednesday of the regular season. Okay. So I know you guys don't know that, like what date that is, but it's actually November 29th. Um, the website defaults it to 12 p.m. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's going to – I mean, I just – No, whatever. I don't think it. it's not going to affect much. I think there obviously it means you can't trade after the second to last Wednesday, so there won't be any trades going into the playoffs. You know, if, if you find out you're not going to make it or you are going to make it, and so things are going to – slow down for that last week i think it's for the better it is we don't want major trades going on right going into playoffs i don't think that's good so shouldn't affect much but just make everybody aware uh and then we got a few scoring changes so the first one and everybody can follow along i'm going to read this the way it's listed on the website it's team defense slash special teams. Every one kick return yard is worth 0.05 points. Last Wait. year, it was worth 0.1 points. Okay. Okay. My thought behind we, so this is like the DST position last year. We, we bumped it up. So it the defenses were scoring a lot more points. And I think yep. everybody liked that. Yeah, um, but but we're making a little change to it because if if a defense is getting a bunch of kickoffs, kick returns, yep, uh, then their defense is not playing very well because they're letting the other team score against them. So we're making those return yards worth less, uh, and we're making we're we're keeping the punt return yards as zero point one. So punt return yards are worth more than kick return yards. That's the short of it. I like that. Um, it's a tiny change. You guys probably would, wouldn't notice it if I didn't say it, but I think. I don't, I mean, there was times where I would have some guy. I don't, I can't remember, but he would have like a sick ass punt return. It's like, I should be scoring. So, for that. so that's different actually. Yeah. And that's in the miscellaneous uh, players, individual players. If, like let's say you have Donovan Peoples Jones on your team and he's back there returning punts. Okay. okay. Now he's going to be compensated for each yard he returns a punt. Whereas okay. last year he would only get compensated if he scored a touchdown on that punt return. He would get the points for that touchdown, but he wouldn't get the points for the 40 yards okay. that he ran. Uh, so the the other stat is just team base. So right. if, the other if one that, was was the team defense this is individual so 
again, it's not going to be a huge difference, but like, I mean, it, it might be, it might change the way you look at guys because if they are, if they do play on special teams and they are a punt returner, they're going to be a little more valuable than a guy who, you know, doesn't return punts and isn't getting, you know, an extra point or whatever a game for those yards. Like last year, I remember, I think it was Donovan Peoples Jones. He, he took a punt for a touchdown and Ungi was like, what the hell? I got, I got the points for the touchdown, but I didn't get the points for the yards. So we're correcting that for this season. It's, it's, if you have an individual player and he gets kickoff returns or punt returns, he'll be compensated for those yards now. And they're the, those yards are worth the same number of points as rush yards, receiving yards, etc. Cool. So the only other thing on here is again, this is the team defense and special teams. I we changed allowing zero points so that is you're holding the the defense is holding the opponent to zero points aka a shutout yep last year the shutout was only worth five points i think it should be worth more so i made it worth 10 points great they're pretty rare but a shutout is the best thing a defense can do and i think it should be worth the points obviously uh it, it stays it stayed the same with the rest of them like between one and six points is worth four between seven and whatever is worth three between, you know, 13 and whatever is worth two. You you can see all that in the app. It's all in the app. It's all under settings and scores. Right. What's that? Probably already in there. Yes. I updated it. It's in there. You, you probably, when you go to like the home uh, tab on the ESPN fantasy, you you'll see, if you scroll down, probably a little notification that says like the commissioner changed these settings and you can see exactly what I changed. If you have questions, you can ask me and I can show you exactly how to get there or whatever. But yeah, everyone should probably know how to do that. Yep. So those are the scoring and the rule changes. I think again, like we're making the changes just to keep things competitive. And if we find a blind spot, like like those punt and kick return yards for individual players. If we find a blind spot, we want to fill it. So that's what we did. Yep. And like, you know, there are so many tiny detail like settings in here. And if you guys think that there's a, a change that we should make, that's that'll make more sense or be more fun for the league or whatever, just let me know. I'm totally down for all that. Yeah, we should look into I it. Think, I think it. the schedule is actually out. The schedule on our. I think so. In our league. Okay, so. Let me see. It's there like might be got... a default schedule in here. Yeah. Last season, I went in and I manually created our schedule. That's what I thought. Okay. Because currently. Like in the app, we don't have any divisions because it then automatically changes the format of the playoffs and who makes the playoffs and that type of thing. So we we have no divisions in the app, but I create the schedule based off of ghost divisions. I think we, I sort of explained it like in some earlier podcasts, but 
but yeah, it's basically it's based off of how where you finished last season. You get put in a ghost division. You're going to end up playing those guys twice. Cool. Or yeah, twice per season. You twice. play everybody once, and the guys in division you play twice. So are, are we doing? Uh, and then yeah, one of the in one of the guys in your division is defaulted as your rival. So if we do a rival reweek, uh, it'll be one of those guys. Wait, but I have not actually manually manipulated the schedule yet. So this whatever is in there, it might be right, but I think more than likely will change. Yeah, I think so too. Because I want to make like the divisional weeks. We'll make we'll spread them out. We'll do a divisional week at the beginning of the season and one at the end. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of all I had. You got anything else to add? No, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Me too. I'm I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to like actually start talking about fantasy football again. I don't think I could at this point in time, actually like give you anything knowledgeable. Well, if if I gave you any info. It would be detrimental to me since we haven't had the draft. That's I got, true. I got some studs. But we on don't even team. know what order we're drafting. So, so what? So how like, how okay, let me ask you this. Just a real quick fantasy question. I want you to analyze real quick. Sure. If you had the number one overall pick in our league, yes. in our league, like PPR, knowing what you know about our scoring, who are you taking right now? Uh you're trying to trap me right there. Nick. No, that's not a trap. It's a first overall. Who would you take as if yeah, you but wonder have... if I get the second pick? Then it, who honestly, yeah. the way I see it, you like, I am scared to take the first overall pick because it's probably going to go to McCaffrey, right? I mean, that he's definitely in the argument for me. Eckler. I would, McCaffrey or Eckler or Justin Who's Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Um Jamar Chase. Some people are saying Jamar Chase. Cooper Cup. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. So you don't Actually, you, maybe, maybe uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna pick Nick Chubb. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, actually. Ah, see, that's the thing. Like if you have the first overall pick, anybody like it doesn't really matter the value. You just take the guy that you want on your team that you know won't yep. get out of the first round. I am going to va- – one thing – the only thing I'm going to say about strategy-wise is I, I think I will prioritize quarterback a little bit more this year just because oh, – I for sure am, 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't dra- even remember when I – I didn't even think about quarterbacks last Dude, year. I drafted a quarterback in like round eight or nine last year. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Are you kidding me? My draft um, strategy is – very different. I haven't it hasn't solidified into something like where I know where I'm aiming because obviously I don't even know my draft position yet. Yep. But I tell you, I know for a fact it's different than last season. I mean, it should be. Not every season yep. is the same. You should learn from last season and, and that type of thing. But well, again, see the defenses go a little bit sooner too. Oh, I mean I think, it's easy to pick them up and drop them. Yeah, but matchups, but 
Last year, I, that's another thing. I Last didn't... year, we learned if you find a good defense, stick yep. with them. It's worth it in the long run. So. I'll, I'll, I'll re- that's my answer. I'll research that and pick a defense first. Oof. First time ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I just know I wouldn't want to pick. I don't want to pick first overall. Why? I would. I just don't you like to be confident. But that's the thing. I'd rather have it. I'd rather have a value fall. I'd rather not be the one to make that decision. I'd rather take the value if it make, If I get number one pick, I'm making that choice. See, that's why I'm asking. So then who would you pick? I, mean, I can't tell you, Nick, because then whoever, if I don't get number one pick. Do you, let, me get, let me ask you this. If you had the first selection, what position, what, what pick in the draft do you want? Like if, if you were the first to select your position in the draft, which like pick would you want one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i think i think now and i this is going to be new i think i'm picking number one wow it's yes. the most valuable position it's like you're going to get whoever you want as long but, as you ha- if you don't have someone that you're like super confident in i still want to be within the top four see like the number one position I agree is valuable because obviously you get the pick of anybody, but it's, it's like, then you don't pick again until the end of the second round. I, I Does yeah. that matter for you? Yeah. No, I mean, you can still build depth. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think there's a huge value in just getting an absolute stud. So as long as I have someone that I'm like, Hey, he is worth it. I'm going number one. But do, okay, so like to me, the reason I don't like number one as much, and, and like if I knew exactly who I was gonna get, sure, number one is fine. Even if I have to wait all the way till the end of round two to pick again, it's it is what it is. But to me, there you every anybody you pick in the first twelve picks is like gonna be a huge value. So then it's like there's a fall off though. I would say you want to be in top five. Four, five, yeah. Four or five-ish. Well, see, there that's is, I mean, there's a tiny it I guess oh, it's for depends. sure. There is definitely a difference. Yeah. yeah. If it if, if there, it was there's me also some value to twelve to number twelve because then you get back to back picks. Yes, yes. I think there's value anywhere. You can you can create a good draft, obviously, from anywhere. I mean I don't know where what Tyler's draft position was last year, but it wasn't number one overall. I know that. Yeah. Um, but there's there's such a risk anyway, so it's like just look it up, and I'm going number one if I have the option to. Yeah. Last year, I think so, I had a pick last year, and I didn't pick. I picked something. I don't know what I picked. Like if, fourth. If you finished first in the draft order competition, you're running for that number one spot. Yeah, most likely. Unless I see something on there where wow. it's like, unless I see the guy that I want first, like my number one guy, if I don't think he's going to get picked number one overall, if it's a little bit of a sleeper, then oh, I'm not going to. See that? And that's the other thing is like, if I know that the guy I won in the first round isn't going to get picked in the first five, why why would I pick number one? Because I can get a yeah, more valuable that, pick in the second strategy. draft. So right. there's always something to think about. 
If it was me, yeah. and I haven't done, I haven't studied it yet. Like, I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in before we do draft order competition. I I'm gonna find out what position in the like where the player I want falls. Like, yes, majority of the time, and I'm gonna aim for that yep. spot. Like last year, I I didn't get to pick like. But I got like seven or eight in the order last year. And I knew I was going to be aiming for Justin Jefferson. And he actually dropped to me and I got him. And that was like what I was aiming for the whole time. But then if that didn't happen, you're screwed. Go out and get your number one guy. Like I had like the option between picking like eight and picking two. And I didn't want the second pick in the draft. So I picked eight. Second pick. And yeah, that there's. Uh, yeah, I think it depends. Like, you have to do your research. Who do you want? Because their strategy, like you did, letting some guy fall that you think is going to be and good. I, that might be totally overthinking it. On the, on the flip side, it's like, hey, if I decide to pick four instead of picking number one overall, then I don't have to make the hard decision. I pick the best. I pick the best guy left between Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, uh, Austin Eckler, and Christian McCaffrey, and I like right now. I'm like, damn, I don't know who I would take number one overall. Well, I don't have to make the hard decision. I just pick whatever one of those four guys is left, and boom. Yeah, there we go. Nick, I'm out here as a manager. I'm making those tough decisions. I'm picking number one. I'm going with my guy. If not, and they fall, I get what you're saying because then it's just like the obvious choice here. And then I almost like. There's definitely strategy to both because in a 12 person league, you do want a lot of depth and you got to decide what the value is. Yeah. You know, number one, I don't know. There's no right. I feel like I learned lessons last season and I'm going to try my hardest, like not to forget them this season. The one I can think of off the top of my head is you got to just be patient. If you draft guys at the end of the draft, yep. You know, you're not drafting them to be a starter on day 1. You're drafting them like for potential more than likely. And for yeah. me, man, I got impatient like the first few weeks of the season and I'm dropping guys off the bottom of my bench and they end up being super important on other guys' rosters a little bit later in the season. It's like you just got to trust your draft sometimes. Like Dylan was a perfect yes. example. He hardly dropped anybody, and he had most of the people he drafted from the beginning of the season, and then he rode through the whole season and did great. You know? I, I will agree with that. My only uh, counter argument would be you you need wins. So right you don't away. want some dude sitting on you. Right. Every single win is important. If I can sure, drop sure. some dude to win this week, a lot of times I was doing it. That's what I – yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. But I see what you mean because then it's like in two weeks, oh my god, that guy's freaking sweet and I let him go. But right. did you get to- Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, this is fun. Yeah, I Getting mean, I back think, into it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying any more strategy. <laughs> well, eventually, Colin, we're on a public platform. Eventually we gotta give our secrets out to our fans I, and followers. Hypothetically, I think number one is proven to be the most valuable pick outside of that. You're looking at three, three or four or last. Those are the top. You think? Wow. I, I personally tend to steer clear up from 
the beginning and the end of rounds. I'd rather have somewhere uh, like three, four, five, or seven, eight, nine, so somewhere in there. No, it's, I hate I hate the seven, eight, nines because if I like getting a stud one through four, or dropping to last pick and then you get a second yeah. pick, you're automatically building depth. See, I don't like having huge gaps in between my picks. Because then you have to think like you have to think two steps ahead because you're not you don't get to pick for basically a whole round. And then you get to pick like two back to back, which is an advantage in some ways. But then it's like so sometimes there, you have to reach is, for people. You can't let values drop to you necessarily in those positions. I don't know. That's the way. Yeah, but think, think about the top 13 players. If you get two of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that I totally understand what you're saying. Like if you pick 12. Yep. You basically get two first round picks. Yep. So, but the value of a one through four, a lot of times outweighs the two, you know, 13 and right. 12 back to backs. Yeah. But then, at, but, but you pick them early in the first round and you don't get a pick until later in the second round. You know? So well, then if, if you're you talking about one, value, what's the pick? If you second pick first pick. overall in the second round, you pick 12. So you literally are picking, there's like 23 picks between your first and second pick or 22 picks. Okay. I should say. Dude, think about like a McCaffrey or something, dude. Well, and it paid off for Tyler last year. He got Christian McCaffrey in, I think, I think he picked like two or three. I want to say. I wonder. Yeah, we'd have to look at that. That's a good way to kind I of judge. Um, who who had the didn't I can't remember who had the number one. Mike maybe. Yeah, he. I think he, I think Mike took Jonathan Taylor. Number which, one overall. Which that that is a little fuel to your argument because. All right, I just pulled it up. Last year's draft. So here is round one. Mike took Jonathan Taylor. Ungi took Jamar Chase. Tyler took Christian McCaffrey. Colin, you took Cooper Cup, number four. Smart. Thomas took Austin Eckler, five. Luke took Derrick Henry, six. Dylan took Dalvin Cook, seven. I got Justin Jefferson at eight. Matt got Alvin Cook. I'm sorry, Alvin Kumara at nine. (laughs) Shuey picked Najee Harris at 10. Uh, Blake Whoa. got Stefan Diggs at 11. And then to round out the first round, Tom Roth picked Devontae Adams at 12. See? Crazy. 12th pick, good. So, yeah, so he got Devontae Adams, and then he turned around and took Joe Mixon first in the second round, first pick of the second round. And okay. to – But then, uh, then on, the, on the opposite side, Mike took T. Higgins – in his first, in his second round pick, yep. Because I mean, I don't know. It's tough in the top spots there, and it, obviously now hindsight. But I think there's a value to being up there. See, last year, if I was to pick, if I would, I would have rather picked twelfth in Tom Roth's position 
and picked first in Mike's position last year. Yeah, but that's only because we know what happened. Well, no, I mean, not. I'm not going to – I wouldn't necessarily have picked the guys that they picked. I'm just saying that to see that Mike got – okay, Jonathan Taylor, even knowing that he didn't have a great season, he was the number one overall pick last year pretty much. Yeah. I think most people nobody, – nobody would have scoffed at that when he made that pick. But to see his next pick be T. Higgins – that's his number one receiver. That I would like to tough. see who was a. I would like to see who was available because I mean, come That's on. That's true. There are some studs out there. The next wide receiver off the board was Mike Evans, then C.D. Lamb right after that. Then D.J. Moore, then Michael Pittman. Who was the first receiver picked? The first receiver off the board was Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams. Those guys are taken in the first round. I mean, I totally get it. Like, if you are sold on your number one pick, but look what happened to Mike. His number one overall pick was a bust, and and his season yeah. went down down the tubes real quick. Yeah, but that, that that's a a risk you have to take because any pick oh one hundred percent, dude. Your first overall pick is always a risk. Your first round pick is always a risk because it represents so much of your draft capital, like in the draft. And if that player doesn't pan out for you, like your first your first round pick is supposed to be an automatic. And if he doesn't pan out for you, that puts you in such a bind for the rest of the season. Yeah. Anyways, it's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't expect you to know who you're going to take. I don't know who I would pick first. So that yeah, I know I, I had I obviously looked that up. St- statistics say take the number one pick. I think Chris. I think Christian McCaffrey will be like the consensus, consensus, consensus number one pick. Maybe not I for think. me. Once no, I win, no, that doesn't mean I win league. this draft competition. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's All why right. the draft order competition I think is more fun because I can't it, win. because then we're battling it out. You get to pick your own spot in the draft. That's great. I really, I really hope we all figure out something where we can get together if not we'll we'll, yeah we'll make it work yep anyways this was fun there will be more to come we're getting back into it we're not talking about anything but we're talking about fantasy football so (laughs) yep thanks for joining us tonight everybody have a have a good week and we'll talk to you soon Peace. peace I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers.